Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. COVID virus. We we have an update on how the states are doing. Huh. Wow. I guess it didn't pan out for everybody on the on uh, the Texas and and Florida going to get us all killed for some reason. That's not working out. But the Biden administration deeply cares, and that's why they have a conference call with all fifty governors. And uh, well, I mean. The vice president and president have have missed almost every single one, and uh, the fifty governors are like, "Hey, uh, can we can we get the people who are actually on in charge of this, you know, on the White House conference call? Could we maybe get them so we can ask them some questions?" No, no, you don't have any questions of legitimacy to ask. I mean, what are you going to ask them? <laughs> your 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 is so puny. I don't know if you'd be able to comprehend their really, really brilliant answers. Uh-huh. We start there with the uh, infallible experts in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So, may I suggest that you call Goldline uh, and ask them about physical gold or, uh, or silver? Stu. When we first started talking about the dollar is going to collapse and, you know, for years, I mean, it, it seemed insane to everybody. But for years, you were like, oh, dear God, shut up. Shut up about this. Yeah. And it seemed like there was no way the dollar could collapse. Is there a way that you can see where the dollar doesn't collapse now? <laughs> it's scary. It's a serious question. I mean, how I mean, how does anyone think that this is going to last? Uh, again, like the dollar might be around, but it's going to be worth a lot less. That's pretty much a certainty. Nah, nah, not a certainty. It's all going to be. Oh, okay. It's all going to be fine. It's Good. all going to be fine. So, if you believe that, uh, you know, I'd, I, I, I've got some swampland uh, to sell you here uh, that is wonderful, and just call me and get those details. Uh, if you're a smart individual and know that this, there's no way mathematically this can last. There's no way. Please call uh, Goldline now. They're waiting for your call. Find out about gold or silver. See if it is right for you. It is right for my family. Uh, but have physical gold. Don't get paper gold. Paper gold is just as worth. Why would you say I want something that is not a fiat currency and I'm going to buy it in paper? So I don't actually have it. There's not enough gold for all the paper that is being issued. There's not enough gold in the world to cover that. If this really does happen, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, yeah, you'll get your gold. Yeah, you're going to get your gold. And it's, uh, it's guaranteed. Guaranteed. I mean, some point. We're, we don't have enough now. I mean, come on. Physical gold. Find out uh, what a qualified IRA means and learn about their 6% free metals promotion for self-directed IRA acquisitions. It's a great special that you should not miss out on. They're waiting to hear from you. Call them now at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or go to goldline.com.
Tomorrow night on Glenn TV, after months of delays and COVID-19 excuses and 100 days into his presidency, Biden will finally give his first joint address to Congress. Some predict his plan will be like JFK's moon landing challenge. But will it be closer to FDR's New Deal nightmare? Glenn Beck hosts a live reaction show with the great one, Mark Levin, as they break down the address that could completely transform our economy. Watch it live with Glenn Beck and Mark Levin, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Stu asked me a few minutes ago, you know, if you could take anything with you, what was the good thing that you would take with you from COVID? And I'm going to get into that because he's got an old list. We're getting into that here in a second. But uh, I, I want to use air quotes when I use the word positive because I'm using that positive very, very loosely here. But the one thing I wish we could uh, take along with us is this. Um, we, for the first time, at least in my lifetime, got to see and experience the reality of what so-called authorities really know. And what they really believe. And we saw firsthand, they don't believe in you. And they don't know jack squat. They're doing a job. And they're doing the best that they can. Uh, you know, not all of them are bad people. I think that's a, that's a bad thing that we have started to label people. Anybody who is part of this, we just assume that everybody is somehow part of an evil, you know, group. Or they're just, they're doing it intentionally. They're not a lot of people. Uh, just don't have any idea what they're doing, and they're doing the the best that they can, and they're not part of a global conspiracy. And I, and I do, I mean, it's not lost on me that I'm saying it's not part of a global conspiracy. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's just assume for a minute that everyone involved, from Fauci to Trump to Dr. Burks, all of it, all of it, people doing the gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses, Let's give everyone the benefit of the doubt that they're not part of a Soros Gates globalist conspiracy that used COVID-19 to usher in the Great Reset and control our lives. Okay, it might be true, but it, it, let's just pretend it's not for a second. You can leave all those accusations aside because you don't need them. We, we, what, what, what we need to really recognize and take with us from this is that the so-called authorities have no idea what they're doing. That's the biggest argument against conspiracy theories. You're like, you think they, they could pull this off? They don't know their ass from their elbow. What are you talking about? The people we have put in place exactly, uh, uh, exactly for and precisely to manage global human diseases and public health issues were wrong, then wrong again, then wrong again a dozen more times. They built and used models at the very beginning that were wrong, dramatically overestimating the case fatality rate for COVID-19. That led to unnecessary uh, lockdowns. I'm not saying anybody did this. that They were doing their best, but we just didn't know. Then they urged no mask wearing. Then they urged mask wearing. Then they urged two or three masks. Now I think we're back to no. I, I don't know where we are on that. The social distancing guidelines of six feet or three feet for kids, that's entirely made up. That's entirely made up. Study after study has shown that uh, for the U.S., state by state and globally, nation by nation, there's no statistical difference in how the virus spread and what the fatality rate was, a uh, was across any given populace. 
lockdowns and mass mandates did not impact the spread of the virus. Otherwise, we would have uh, different results now in Texas and Florida, wouldn't we? Now, it doesn't mean that anyone was bad. It doesn't mean that Fauci or Bricks or anybody were bad people. They're doing the best that they could if we give them the benefit of the doubt with the information they had. And given the uh, the context of politics and the bureaucracy in D.C. and the media, the mistakes that were made resulted in real negative outcomes, including decimating the U.S. economy and violating so many rights. That's why 60% of Americans are skeptical of the government, uh, their official COVID-19 numbers. About 25% of likely U.S. voters have indicated they don't plan on getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Why? Because we don't really feel like we've had anything that was true. We, we, we see other things that are bad like this, but this isn't the bubonic plague. And because we have so overreacted for such a long time, it was fine to overreact for the first month, two months. But once we hit summer, we were all kind of looking at it going, okay, I think we know what we have here, and it's not as bad as everybody said. And everybody has made, you know, uh, Fauci into this golden calf that we're supposed to just, you know, worship. Now, if the government doesn't have anything going for it on COVID-19, I mean, if they screwed it up this badly on COVID-19, all of the the so-called experts, it got so much so wrong. Is there a possibility that they don't have it right other places? Take, for example, 94% of professional Wall Street stockbrokers are bullish looking at U.S. stocks over the next 12 months. And not to be outdone, but retail investors, mom and pop investors like you and me, are equally committed with 98 long bets for every one short bet that's 98 percent of the people think this is going to be great it's going to be a boom usually when everyone's in the boat it's bad especially when the stragglers like you and me we start to glom on so wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute we just experienced the highest ranked and most powerful government officials We experienced that they got almost everything wrong with COVID-19, wrong diagnosis of how deadly it was, wrong treatment in face masks, lockdown, wrong policies on medical treatments, not protecting our older population with true quarantines for those most vulnerable. But when it comes to the economy and stocks and money, money printing, we don't really talk about Janet Yellen, Jerome Powell, Joe Biden. Do they have the slightest idea of what they're doing when they are telling us they're doing things that have never been done before? See, I just think that's a problem uh, because you're you're dealing with the money that we all have in our savings account. Anything that you saved could be gone because they're trying something we've never done before. Now, COVID was 19. The COVID-19 was something we had never seen in our lifetimes. And look at what the government did. I got news for you. No one has ever seen what's coming in our global financial system either. 64, listen to these numbers. 64% of all of the new currency created across the entire world 
in the past 12 months has been U.S. dollars. 64%. The previous one-year high was 14% of all currency was U.S. dollars. 64%. Retail investors made 27% of all U.S. stock trades in Q1. Ten years ago, retail investors accounted for only 5% of total stock trades. So that means if it crashes, you're involved. The Fed has printed currency to buy $2.5 trillion in new government bonds, plus nearly a trillion in corporate bonds and ETFs. Prior to the year 2020, the Federal Reserve had never bought any of those things. They had never purchased any of those things, ever, at all. So we have no idea what's going on with the stock market. Every indication shows U.S. stocks are historically overvalued compared to earnings and corporate revenues. There is no precedent ever for the Fed printing more than 25% worth of GDP in new currency and using it to prop up the government and the entire financial sector. Now, much like the lockdowns and the masks and the closed schools, this is just a live experiment that we're just doing, and you're the guinea pig. Effective zero-rate interest for new debt, trillions in new currency digitally printed and used to buy bonds, stocks, keeping companies that Uncle Sam wants to keep afloat afloat, and keeping Uncle Sam afloat. Stocks blown up to the largest asset bubble in human history, but don't worry, the authorities have this. They have it. You know, Fauci may be taking his punches now, but I expect a couple of years from now, it's going to be Powell and Yellen. Yeah. Assuming that they have the best intentions, we shouldn't assume they know what they're doing or that they actually have a plan that you or I would agree with. See, the phenomenon that I want to take uh, from COVID is the potent director's fallacy. And I'd like to take that because we have recognized it as a fallacy that our directors know exactly what to do. And this comes from a time of economic expansion or we win wars or whatever, and people are like, see, they know what they're doing. But once there's trouble, we really see they don't know. It's, I like to call it the Wizard of Oz effect. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Powell, Yellen, Fauci, Biden, they're all behind the curtain. And they're just pulling levers and knobs. They have absolutely no idea what the hell they're doing. And they hope that it works out until Dorothy arrives. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to find out they're nothing but traveling salesmen. That's it. Don't buy what they're hawking. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So Diane wrote in about her experience with American Financing. She says, I'm a realtor of 34 years, and this was my personal refi loan. And it went incredibly smoothly. Weekly updates were great. Knowing where the process was on a daily basis through the website was nice. I could look at it at any time. Best of all, I'm saving $400 a month on payments. I highly recommend American financing. Diane, thanks for writing in. It appears that you're one of the many people who discover on a daily basis what it's like to be treated 
the American financing way. You're treated with respect. You're treated as family. You're treated like a small business treats people because that's what they are. They're still a family owned and operated business. And they, you know, they will cover you coast to coast, but it still has that mentality. And they don't work for the bank. They work for you. So you want to save money? You want to get the right loan? Call American Financing now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. dot net. 10 seconds. Station ID. So if you could take anything from the COVID experience, uh, I would take what we've learned, how fast we can turn into a dictatorship uh, and that our authorities really don't know jack squat. They're bluffing. Uh, But I'd also maybe take working from home. I do like that. Keeps me closer to my family, but most Americans can't do that. You know, now you're you're working at the 7-Eleven or you're, you know, you're... uh, you're working construction or whatever you're doing. You're not doing it from home. I'm, you know what? I'm going to build that shed at my house. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that'll work. I don't think that'll work. Stu, you had a list earlier this week of the things that you would keep from COVID. Yeah, tell me if you disagree with any of these. Uh, no traffic. Yes, I would good. keep that. Uh, social distancing. Now, look, I understand people like to gather. I don't mean that. I just mean I want you to stand six feet away from me at least. I don't has has nothing to do with COVID. I just don't want the the Seinfeld close talker thing coming back. We we got rid of it. Let's let's keep it gone. How did you ever work with? Me? How do you work with me? Because I'm like a hugger. I'm. I mean, yeah. I don't. I mean, you are sometimes. Of I don't. I mean, look, hugger is a different thing than talking. You know, six inches away from somebody's face. There's oh, no okay. reason. Okay. Oh, I, right. I sit across the table from you and do a radio show and we're, you know, five or six feet away every day. Like, that's fine. That's we can hear each other. It's, yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Hand washing. Keep, keep washing your hands, boys and girls. Uh, that bothers me that we have to tell people that. You know, it is you know? really weird, but like, the, yeah. <laughs> it's just something we should just kind of keep around. Uh, streaming mm. mo- new movies at home. I'm in. I want to keep that. Now, I want the theaters to stay around too. I know yeah, I want the I best of say. both worlds here. But so I, I went to see I went to see Godzilla with my son this weekend. Oh. We saw it already on I know oh. we saw it already on TV the day it came out, and it was good. But it was nothing like seeing it on the big screen. Uh, first of all, it was not good. It is a is a uh, I can't even finish it. It's so bad. I mean, it, and I like you don't I like loved it. Godzilla the, the one with Brian Cranston in it. The first one I thought it was great. really yeah, okay. this is the last one was terrible though too. Um, how about yeah, they're, um, they're not great they're not great no they're not great i mean they, they it's a godzilla movie so yeah. as far as godzilla movies go it's fantastic no it's not fantastic mr cgi uh, opposition to cgi it looks like a cartoon it's it's not even it's not, it's so the the cgi is so overpowering ridiculous this is i'm not this is not one of the things i want to keep from covid godzilla yeah. movies um, I don't think it's coming back. How about drive-in theaters? They made a co- bit of a comeback. I thought that was cool during COVID. I never went. Okay. I never went. How so about now? This one's going to be controversial, but let me just say it. Masks, but only for Lena Dun- Dunham. We just keep her <laughs> just for her. Al- okay. Alcohol delivery. Positive of, of COVID. 
Now again, that came this in is, because of COVID. Yeah, they they wouldn't. I mean, they, alcohol should always be delivered to anyone's home, day or night, especially from restaurants. Now they have services that will do it, but they at least in Texas they changed the laws around this because they're like, oh, they, people don't need to go to church, but they've gotta have they gotta have a Moscow Mule delivered to their home. That's gotta happen. It's true, it is true. God works, but it's a long time. And it's now, a long time. You gotta really work for it and everything else. Alcohol works the minute you get it. It's true. Now, Glenn. This one you will appreciate, I think. <laughs> Self-quarantining. The ultimate excuse to get out of a, a social event. I, I can't. Like I'm self-quarantined right now. Unfortunately, I yeah. just can't make it. Uh, that's a solid Damn one. it. I wish I could. Mm-hmm. How, uh, I working from home. How do you feel about working from home? You're working from home I love today. It. I love it. That's love a big it. thing. Telemedicine, yeah. not having to go to the doctors. Now, that love was around it. before, but it is much more prominent now. I think it's a good love one. It. Empty middle seats on planes. I want to keep that. Yeah, I love it. Good one. Okay, yeah, I'm with How you about on no one. more April Fool's Day? They basically canceled it in April 2020, and then they, like all the companies got to do their dumb little jokes that no one laughs at, but they do anyway. I'm fine getting rid of it forever. Yeah, okay, I'm, 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 I'm good with that. I don't see that as one of <laughs> the real like- benefits of COVID. <laughs> Of COVID, I'm but saying things you know, I want to keep around, like no more birthday candle blowing out and then eating the cake right afterward. That's <laughs> a weird thing. Think about it for a second. It's weird. No, I don't have to. It. I think about it every time somebody <laughs> blows the candles out. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Have one hamburger a month. I'm not... I'm not making this up. Did you see Simon & Schuster has decided to uh, change some of their cookbooks? They're going to go in and they're going to make uh, make cookbooks with a lot less meat because people shouldn't have meat now because of the environment. I believe this is either the apocalypse or another civil war. This is the way it starts. I'm just I'm just saying eating a perfect hamburger. Don't you dare even come close to me. Don't. And now, especially that I have a Rectech, because you Rectechs, their smart grill technology is amazing. And you will never burn anything. It will come out perfect every single time. And you don't have to do very much at all. Uh, and you can smoke your meat until it falls off the bone. It is so good. It grills, it smokes, it even bakes. It's smart grill technology. It's Rectech. Sturdy, smart. It's dinner time. Rectech. Call them now or go to their website and check them out. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech with a Q dot com. Visit them and get a Rectech now. Sure, you can save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV, but what if you could save 20? You could do it now Whoa. with the promo code Glenn Whoa. at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You know, you'll hear a lot of experts uh, talk about the virus, uh, talk about uh, the shots that everybody's supposed to get when it comes to COVID. But um, the guy we have with us now, you probably know, Dr. Harvey Reich. He's an epidemiology professor at the Yale School of Public Health. So this is his specialty. Now, he's the guy who uh, I guess we first heard of during this uh, pandemic because he said hydroxychloroquine works it's easy we have it it works it will help uh you know get rid of a lot of this stuff i know that i took hydroxychloroquine uh when my family had covid everything else i never got it i stopped taking it six months later i've got covid 
uh, I think hydroxychloroquine was a miracle um, and at least something that would slow things down for a lot of people. But who am I to say? Dr. Harvey Reich is uh, here with us now. Hi, doctor. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for speaking out, whether you're right or wrong, speaking out about the things that you believe in uh, and uh, and not bowing to the pressure of this new weird science uh, rule that we just don't question authority. Um, let me uh, let me talk to you about the um, the vaccines. Uh, I get so much heat because I've had covid I'm not interested in getting the vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I, I don't have a problem with the vaccine. Um, but I know my kids are young. I'm not going to give it to them. Uh, and because I don't think it's I, I think there's too many questions out there about something that is brand new that we've not had, you know, trials on. Uh, if they needed it, my, my parents, I would give it to my parents. I encouraged my parents to take it. If I were a little older and more frail, I would take it. I'm called insane for having those standards. I, 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 am I? No, you're completely rational. And when people are, are calling you names instead of debating the science, you know, the tables have flipped. The, the science, you know, the real science, the evidence is what matters. And we know a couple of days ago, proof of, of exactly your understanding was, uh, has been uh, written in an article from Israel where they actually looked at some 7 million people and their experience from taking the vaccines or having had COVID or being unvaccinated and not knowingly have had COVID. And what they found is that there was equal protection from getting COVID either a second time or after vaccination uh, from people who have been vaccinated as, as the same as people who've had COVID in the past. And so, this means that their protection from, from COVID is just as good as 90% or higher than, than the same as, as the vaccines from getting COVID. So then why is everybody pounding? And nobody seems to be paying attention to what we have going on in Israel. We have a population that has has vaccinated. They have herd um, uh, immunity now, uh, and we're seeing different kinds of results. We have the facts. Why isn't why isn't anybody talking about this? Well, because I think there's different motivations than just vaccinating people for their health benefit. Um, I think we are in a mania. Uh, there's no other way to put it that people are convinced as a matter of their religious assumptions, that vaccination is their creed and, and, and it's a, a mania that there's no discussion, there's, there's no pros and cons, that, that the cons don't matter no matter what. Uh, I think that what's more interesting than Israel even is the United Arab Emirates, who've also vaccinated 60% of their population with essentially the same vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine. And I think their experience is more realistic that uh, what one sees is the mortality come down quickly, but the case numbers not. The case numbers are, uh, came down, but much more slowly. And that is what's to be expected from vaccination. And that's why, right. even though we've been vaccinating a lot in the U.S., that there's still cases occurring. And we do have herd immunity in, in many states in the U.S., but it's, it will be slow. And that doesn't matter. And as I've been saying for the whole year, 
It's not the cases that matter. It's the people who are hospitalized and the the people who die from the disease that matter. And people right. are just freaking out. That's what separates, right, that's what separates this from the flu, is how bad it gets for so many people and how many people would die from it compared to the flu. But if you get it and you're sick in your home and you stay home for a couple of weeks and you don't have to go to the hospital and you don't die from it, then it's just the flu. Well, a couple of weeks would be enough to, you know, to put a big dent on, on people's uh, economic viability and, and so on. Uh, it should be a couple of days. And, right. you know, we've, now we've got uh, half a dozen or more medications to be used to treat this for outpatients when they're, when they're treated in the first few days. They all work. They all combine. They're very effective. They're even if we know they're effective for the Brazil variant. The, the Brazilians have been using them and, and have found them effective. So we know how to manage this, and we've known how to manage it for a long time. But, of course, can you think of any other drugs, any other approved medications that have been blocked or prohibited by medical societies, you know, medical regulatory agencies? No. no. That is, that's especially, like, if you're talking hydroxychloroquine especially, that's been out forever, forever. Right. We know exactly right. what it is. So the fact that there that there's interference in a drug that is safer than aspirin, that has been used for 55 years in tens of billions of doses, the fact that there's pushback uh, and and formal government and medical interference in that, there's no explanation other than a nefarious reason. There's there's no health explanation. So I could dismiss a lot of the things that were happening at the very beginning as, you know, we didn't know what we were dealing with. Do we know what we're dealing with now? Pretty much. Okay. Um, does it ever become something that we're, you know, because I said at the very beginning, you know, that this is probably going to be something that we have to deal with for the rest of our lives, like the flu, but if it is even has the same rate of death of the flu, that's doubling that, and it's a big number, so it's not something you want to do, but it's going to be with us forever, and we're, it's going to be like the flu. Do we, does it look like we're headed in that direction? Is that what we're, are we going to deal with this for the rest of our lives? I think that there's two things. First of all, this is, when, you, when children are affected, it's a cold. It, for almost every, you know, one in 10,000, it, it may be more serious, but, but by and large, for almost all children, young children, this is, this is nothing worse than a cold. If they spread it to each other, it, it's, it, it's unusual. Mostly, they get it from adults. And they develop T-cell immunity, and they're protected. You know, we only, we've only known about it for, for 15 months or something, so it's hard to know how long anything lasts. But the evidence is that that T-cell immunity will be long-last. We know that T-cell immunity from SARS-1 is now 17 years old, and people still who had SARS-1 are, are still have T-cell immunity from that. So um, it's likely that children will get it. It'll be a cold-like illness, and they won't even, most won't even know it, and it'll go away, and that'll be the end of it for them as they mm. get older in life. It's we adults who have to deal with it now when it gets entered into the population as an endemic disease, which it is. So we have a transition period to get through it that children, especially young children, will not have. And I think the long-term uh, characteristic of this will be over the next 20 to 30 years when each new generation of, of children hardly notices that anything's happening, whereas the adults 
you know, have to deal with it one way or another, and whether it's vaccination, whether it's getting the disease, whether it's prevention, whether it's treatment, all of those are possible ways of, of dealing with it for the adults. Is there any reason that you can see that Texas and Florida and places that didn't lock down are doing better than uh, the places like California and New York? Why is that happening? That's because lockdown is counterproductive. At the beginning, the very beginning of this, when we had no idea what was going on, lockdown was useful in order to give us time, buy time to figure out how to manage it, how to keep the hospitals from, from overflowing right at the beginning. But after that point, once the disease is endemic, there's no point because all you're doing is prolonging the inevitable. The disease is endemic. It is in the population. It will grow to the, de- to the degree that there is no herd immunity. So the states like North Dakota, South Dakota, Texas, Arizona, Tennessee, uh, you know, that, that didn't lock down or didn't really lock down, th- that have let the, the infection go and, and occur in young people who are mostly unaffected, or if they get it, it's a mild disease, and they recover pretty much perfectly well, if not in a couple of weeks, then a month or two, then what you get is you build up a lot of herd immunity. And so we had herd immunity in North Dakota in October and mm. in, in South Dakota in October, November, and so on. And, and so those peaks have come down dramatically. Same as Texas and, and Florida. The, the amount of herd immunity that's built up is quite large. And once that happens, and, you know, and this is, herd immunity is not a function of, of vaccines. Vaccines contribute to it, but so does natural infection. And most mm-hmm. people are asymptomatic. So they built up the herd immunity, whereas California didn't. So is the idea that uh, once you get the vaccine or once you've had it, that you still have to uh, be quarantined or you can't go out for Fourth of July or you have to wear masks? That's bullcrap, isn't it? Well, so this is a subtle thing that I don't think was well recognized, and that is that just like masks, there's a benefit for the person and there's a benefit for the bystanders, the people around the person, and that's called source control. And what we've heard that the uh, manufacturers' randomized trials for safety and efficacy only examined benefit for the people who were vaccinated. And that benefit is between 60 and 90 percent and generally tending towards the 90 percent for for most in, in the vaccination trials. But what they didn't evaluate is how much vaccinated people uh, do or, or don't transmit the infection to others. And this is why I was saying the United Arab Emirates, their data shows that, in fact, transmission is not um, benefit quite nearly as well as, as vaccine, vaccination for the person. So the mm-hmm. vaccines cut the individual's risk by 90% of getting covid but they only cut the risk of transmission by 50 to 60%. And that's why the case numbers go on for a long time, even though the mortality goes down. And I think mm-hmm. that's really, we've been sold the idea that if these vaccines prevent the disease by 90%, then why can't we just go out and have normal life? And the answer is because they don't prevent transmission nearly as much. And so it will still spread. Now, the spreading is, as I said, is not necessarily bad. If the people who are at high risk, who will do poorly if they get it, are adequately protected, either by vaccination or early treatment or prevention with hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, other, other medications, 
if they're adequately uh, protected, then the society reopens like normal. Our schools should be open. Day camps should be open. Um, you know, because we that is how you get herd immunity in safe, natural, protected ways. And, and you protect high-risk people by keeping them uh, basically separated to a certain degree, as well as having vaccination and, and prevention and treatment. And I think that that's the whole way that, that this we work out of this. Doctor, um, it is a pleasure pleasure to talk to you. Thank you uh, so much for the work that you do, and uh, keep your spine. You are an inspiration to a lot of people um, that you are willing to take the hits uh, from from you know your own your own circles. Uh, thank you for that, Doctor Harvey pleasure. Reich. You know, uh, great go to ahead. Talk to you. And I was just say, good, good na- nature, you know, speaks to us through science. And I don't consider that nature lies to me. Nature tells the truth. I just have to be open to, to listening to it. And I'm just a messenger here. Good for you. Dr. Harvey Reich, uh, epidemiology professor at the Yale School of Public Health. Back in just a second. Our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. Megan lives in California in her mid-30s. She was in a horrible car accident, left her with shooting pains down her neck and her back. Got to be so bad she was, you know, she was going to a chiropractor and an acupuncturist six times a week she heard about relief factor on the radio and decided to give it a try within two days she said her pain began to subside within a few weeks she was back to normal no more trips to the chiropractor no more trips to the acupuncturist megan considers her discovery of relief factor to be nothing short of a miracle and it shows i've been where megan is i've been where you are now I'm past it. Megan is past it. Will you just try Relief Factor to see if you can get past it? 70% of the people who try the three-week quick start go on to order more. You should know within three weeks. Now, it doesn't work for, you know, maybe 30% of the population. But if it works for you, you can get your life back. Try the three-week quick start and just see if it works for you. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Or you can call them on the phone now, 800-500-8384. The Glenn Beck Program. So, uh, President Biden is going to give his first joint uh, session of Congress speech tomorrow night. Uh, usually, the you know State of the Union, and they go on and on and on and on. I think you're going to see something miraculous, something that you're actually going to say, "I'm glad Joe Biden was elected." Okay, you're going to see one thing tomorrow, one, and it's this. His speechwriters know it's nine o'clock at night. There's no way he can go on for more than 20 minutes. So they've kept it short. I, 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 there's no way this goes on for 90 minutes. Yeah, no way. If it goes on for 90 minutes, he's going to be like, yeah, it's late. That's late. Yeah, it's late. Too late late for him. him. Mm -hmm. And there's no way he can get through a 90 minute speech. A 3.30 p.m. start time would be. I think ideal. He can make it for 40 minutes. Yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, and that's the thing. He's going to, he's been completely incapable of making it through even one speech without having multiple real mess ups in the middle of it. The question is, can he, can he get 80% of the speech right? I mean, you're not really looking for a hundred percent with, with Joe Biden. Yeah. I think a little, uh, medicinal cocaine uh and he'd be <laughs> he'd be jacked up and ready to fly is that a recommendation uh, or are you accusing him i'm of just using... no i'm just i'm just i'm just wondering how trying to do help. tomorrow mm-hmm. just just trying to help just 
be there as a helper. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to have our coverage tomorrow night live. You do not want to miss it. On blazetv.com slash Glenn. Sign up now. Save 20%. Use the promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program.